and welcome back to another episode of the Two Halves Soccer Podcast. My name is Jackson, and I'm sitting here with one of my good friends this week. Uh, Mike, what's up? Hey, Jackson. Great to see you. Big soccer day. Yes, big day in soccer. Uh, normally, we also have uh, Kirby here with us, but he is out sick today. So it's just going to be the two of us, and we're going to do something a little different. Uh, typically, we'll prepare an agenda before these things and sort of go into some topics but given the big news of the day, we're really only going to have one topic today. Mike, what was that big news? There's a little player. He's in Argentine, and he is going to play for Inter Miami after spending his entire career playing in Europe. Uh, Lionel Messi is going to join. Who? His name is Lionel. <laughs> yes. Uh, also known as Goat, also known as uh, Special Player. Yeah, World Cup winning. Messi is coming to the MLS officially. It's been rumored for a while. Uh, before we get into that news, there has been some MLS going on the past couple weeks that uh, I know you and I watch a little of. Any Anything you were watching this past week? Following Sporting Kansas City, they've been in a nice run of form. Uh, pleasant to see that. So um, really just been kind of following them. I've been busy with work and everything else. Soccer, myself, um, Need to get back into more MLS podcasting and knowledge so I can keep up with you, Jackson. Uh, but you yeah. may have to carry us a little bit today. I'm going to be yeah. We might. With you. I mean, you might also have some news to uh, share later oh, if, yeah. if people don't already know about uh, sure. what's going on That'll with your fun. stuff. But uh, we'll save that till the end. Sort of, sort of let people listen to this and hear the big news at the end here in KC. But I remember uh, last Wednesday came over watching the Revolution Atlanta game. Over at your place, Mike, uh, seeing some great goals to finish that one. I believe uh, Carlos Heel had like the last goal in the last play of the game. And I forget who it was for Atlanta had quite quite the goal to uh, bring it to a 3-1 lead for Atlanta. Yeah. Sounds good to me, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember watching yeah. with you and cheering yeah. and uh, was... having it be a nice uh, game that we were happened to pop on. We've done that with two games now because we did it with uh, that CONCACAF Champions League yep. uh, game as well. Yeah, we're just going to tune it in. The only team we haven't really seen score when we've watched it here is Sporting KC. That's right. <laughs> we have a funny story. <laughs> we had <laughs> some girls over for uh, the sporting game, and they were not soccer fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we was... we had fun, a little bit of fun with them, and uh, drank some beers. And uh, yeah, don't invite them to a sporting Kansas City function. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so we watched a little bit of the sporting game on Saturday as well. Nothing too crazy there. I think Alan Polito had a great header, and then we lost the three points in like mm. the last. 10 minutes of the game, which Penalty seems kick. typical. Bummer. It happens. Mm, anything that you want to say specifically about that game? I'm thinking that we're really playing okay. I mean, we're not lighting it out of the park. Some of these wins, I feel like we could still play better. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. Sporting looks all right now. They're, they're back on track. They're not atop of the – conference team but they're no longer going to be in the basement yeah which is good great to see yeah yeah it's a lot easier to watch knowing that we can at least have the chance to score a goal in a game what do you think of uh the celebration it is the sporting kc celebration oh the little dumb dance i yeah. think it's stupid <laughs> i'm not a fan um you know what i kind of like it i kind of <laughs> yeah. do it's growing on me and I, something tells me that like somebody said you know, we need to get these guys like a dance or, you know, some sort of 
Okay, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, how so? Just in a sense that they kind of have this like flair, this like celebratory. You watch them play, and they're doing yeah. these weird formations. They're doing this. So I okay, don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah, something's coming from there, but maybe not. Most likely um, not. One other thing to mention about the MLS. Uh, FC Cincinnati is on, I believe, the best 15-match start or 16-match start in the history of the MLS now. They are. They have 12 wins, three draws, one loss. Unbelievable. It's, That's yeah, nice. It's wild. Um, they are clearly at the top of the East, that being said, but they're looking great. I've, I've said I don't really think they're going to continue, but uh, they also just beat the Pittsburgh Riverhounds in the U.S. Open Cup last night, 3-0. That, I mean... Nothing or three one. Sorry, nothing crazy there. Beating a USL team, but they continue to win. They can't find a way to lose right now. So good for them. Worth shouting them out. Definitely as being the newer expansion side. That's always fun to see. But uh, yeah, I think we're gonna have one more thing before we get and really dive into the messy news. The U.S. Men's National Team. We've been doing our segment, uh, Coach of the Week. Uh, Mike, if it's okay with you, I think we, we might be retiring this one. Um, we had an interim coach named. Still not a final coach, but the U.S. Men's National Team did name B.J. Cal- Callaghan. Uh, Callahan, I don't know. Uh, the interim head coach, so. Interesting guy, yeah. He's going to coach the Nations League squad. And that's awkward that after Anthony Hudson played or in coach that they're kind of just like he quit yeah it, it's a very weird weird scenario of hiring a second interim coach before we hire our actual manager but um, we decided we've been doing this uh, weekly bit since March we didn't even think we'd get this far did you no yeah I had you started didn't we name a celebrity like Charlie Sheen or something? Or it, uh, it really got to some yeah. strange places. We we were definitely running out of actual, actual viable candidates. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, say we completed this. You know, we named a coach. We did it. Uh, no one guessed it right, sadly. But yeah, I was gonna do B.J. Callahan for that last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was on the top of my list too. <laughs> we just couldn't quite fit him in. Sad, sad to see. Um, uh, Christian, did you have any thoughts on that one? <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah. <laughs> Christian, we'll call him. We'll see what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. Uh, Christian didn't mention him either. Christian just kept men- mentioning uh, Steve Trungolo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a few. Uh, if it's not Steve Trungolo, he might he might be in a bad spot. Yeah, that's the only American coach. <laughs> yeah, that he will no, accept. We miss Christian today. He actually had his uh, appendix taken out, so yeah. wishing him a speeding recovery uh, doing that. That is not fun. I wouldn't know. I've never. I haven't uh, had an there was someone in the, our pickup group, a uh, Brazilian guy named Breno. He uh, had that same operation, but if you go to Brazil, which he is from Brazil, they'll do it for free. Yeah, that sounds pretty nice. Uh-huh. So, if you need your appendix taken out, talk to our friend Breno, and he'll he'll point in the right direction. Good to know. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I hope I don't need my appendix out, yeah. but you know, if what I run into that. What does your appendix do? Something important. Uh, it does nothing. That's why you can get it removed. <laughs> Perfect. So anyway, uh, I think we're just going to go ahead and take the rest of this time to talk about this uh, message to the MLS. So like we said, today it was announced that Messi's coming to the MLS, coming to Inter-Miami, and 
as a huge, massive deal, includes revenue from Apple TV, includes added revenue from Adidas, includes a five or four part documentary series on Apple TV about his World Cup win. There are a lot of components that also include, I believe, getting an ownership stake in Inter Miami after he retires. There is a lot into this. I believe it was valued at around $100 million a year, total compensation for Lionel Messi to Miami. Uh, Mike, what are your sort of initial reactions, just compensation-wise, for Messi? We can, we'll can we get into like the play and how he fits into the MLS yeah. later. And personal feelings about him, too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But initial reaction is I'm glad that Saudi Arabia did not get this man because yes. they had so much bankroll, like $2 billion. They just bought the PGA, apparently. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, so, we'll, ju- we'll jump into some of the Saudi stuff later because uh, there's a lot to, to yeah. jump into with what they're doing. But great on Apple. I mean, Apple knows that having Messi in the United States is going to be a game changer. I can't imagine that they're blowing the Apple TV numbers out of the water, and at least initially. Uh, but having him... You know, play in Inter Miami and travel to all these stadiums, and just the type of player he is—it's just going to be amazing uh, what he does for the the uh, domestic league here uh, in America. So, you know, we're already talking about going to Miami. We're talking about sporting tickets. I've had a number of conversations today with people like, "We got to see Messi play." He's only yeah. thirty-four. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he'll be here a while. Um, you would hope, anyway. I think. One, he, he just is like, screw this. <laughs> one, there are some rumors out there that he might be loaned to Barcelona to start this contract. Uh, so we do. Wouldn't we'll we hear that, that today, though? Yeah, I still hear it. Um, apparently, his dad is very heavily, heavily influencing him to come back to Barcelona. And the only thing that wasn't allowing it to begin with was La Liga's like salary rules that Barcelona couldn't take on a contract the size that he wanted. So like to get around that, if... Inter Miami loaned him out to Barcelona. He could go back to Barcelona and then come to MLS at what, whatever point he wants to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's still a rumor floating out there. Uh, but to the original point I, that you started making, Mike, about Apple TV, I think this is one going to be a huge boon to them with exclusive rights to the MLS. I mean, a lot of overseas people still want to watch Messi play soccer, so you know, buy Apple TV and it's a great point. They can watch and play anywhere. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of kind of the American fan angle. Cause yeah. if you ask them, okay, average American name, a soccer player, a lot of them will have Messi, and that's about it. Or Ronaldo. Yeah. And so that will give them reason to watch. Yeah. It's like LeBron James going, you know, over to Europe or something or, yeah, that'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think, uh, what you're one thing that you're like mentioning a lot of people know Messi, and I think this puts a lot of pressure on MLS teams to do something to gain more fans, similar to what happened when David Beckham came to the United States, that there's so much uh, glitz and glamour around that that people were wanting to see, and even lesser extent, like people like Zlatan, um, who have came over Zlatan. to the MLS. Yeah, yeah. Um, that now MLS teams need to find a way to like grow fandom, they have that interest that a world-class name like Messi is coming. But if someone who isn't huge into soccer just gets tickets to a game and let's say, you know, like Minnesota United, how 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 does Minnesota United get that 
one-time ticket buyer into it like a fan that it puts a lot of pressure on MLS clubs to enhance the game day experience and also make competitive rosters to not get crushed by Messi. Uh, because if you go and watch a game and you see like Messi score a hat trick and you're a Colorado Rapids fan in Colorado, you're not a Colorado Rapids fan when that game ends. You're just still only like Messi, and that's the only way to get you to the stadium. That now, what what are other clubs going to do as a response to attract and keep these these new people watching the game? They have to do something. You're right. Um, I remember a sporting game in particular, and it was oh, he played for Yamada. His name is blanking on me uh, right now. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we he's a big name player who came and played for LAFC. Who is this? Why am I not thinking? Um, Been busy lately. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, they have Carlos Vela, but no. Oh come on, he's playing golf. Oh, Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian oh, not Bale. Christian Bale. Gareth, Gareth Bale. Bale. Not the actor. Yeah, the, <laughs> let's just say it was Christian Bale. Thank you. Yeah, Christian, yeah, Christian Bale is on the on the pitch. Brain, brain is not functioning not right well. now. But anyway, yeah. So he scores a, a beautiful goal in Children's Mercy, and to your point, Sporting Kansas City fans are pissed. Yeah. Some people are like myself are like hell yeah. I wasn't expecting to see, you know, Christian Bale <laughs> yeah. uh score a goal. Yeah, it's Bale. it's a it's a real conundrum for teams now that they need to find a way to like outdo Messi coming to Miami, but they need to do something to attract fans and retain them because I mean there was that large boom after Beckham came where teams started to elevate their rosters and be able to compete with teams like the Galaxy, who at that time, I mean, were the prominent powerhouse. Mm. And now, what is the response? What what, what if Messi goes up against the Galaxy, which would be hilarious, and see him playing Chicharito, mm -hmm. uh, the streamer, if it were? Maybe they'll get on a stream together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, how is Messi's English? I think it's okay. I have no idea. I kind of assume it's not good, but I yeah. don't know. That's just a wild accusation just living in spain and france mm -hmm. only i don't know i mean obviously a lot of english players play in those leagues as well but mm -hmm. i think that mls players should brush up on their spanish they really should yeah just because there's so much opportunity to be a better team if people know you connect with players better by knowing spanish if or at least spanish players so yeah yeah uh not soccer related but did you ever hear the stories about Ichiro Suzuki learning Spanish mm -mm. in baseball? Sure. Uh, so he, if you don't know Ichiro Suzuki, like Hall of Fame baseball player who played for the Seattle Mariners, uh, he would learn ways to shit talk Spanish players in Spanish. So he'd, you know, like hit a double, be at second base, and like start talking to the shortstop in Spanish because he was like, you know, maybe he was like Venezuelan or something. And everyone was like always caught off guard that like a Japanese guy was like shit talking them in Spanish. And everyone loved him for it. That's amazing. That's pretty good. But yeah, uh, yeah. There's, there, there's definitely something to that. You can connect yeah. with people. You know their language. You can connect with them. Uh, and even if it's in shit talking form, that's yeah. right. Yeah, even if it's just limited, you know, people respect the effort, and you know, it'd be great to see players start to take more effort here in the states. I'm gonna do that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Uh, so other, other other things about Messi in this deal. How do you think? Uh, Miami sort of stacks up now. If the rest of the season they have Messi playing the 10, do you think they're going to get out of the basement of the East? I think just adding him initially, I don't think they're going to just come out of the gate just crushing it because he's going to have to like adjust and play. Like, 
I don't know. What it's hard to say. Like easy to say. Oh yeah, they're just gonna dominate uh, just with him. But he has to kind of find his groove a little bit. I'm sure there's gonna be a little process to do that. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's also been rumored now that Inter Miami is trying to get Tato Martinez, the coach, to come coach for them as well. Really, former coach of Atlanta United, mm-hmm. and I believe he is coach for Argentina. Argentina. Argentina as well. He would do good with, uh, or do well with a, a coach like that, wouldn't he? Yeah. It was like a little easier adjustment. Yep. Yeah, I think that would be a great fit. So we'll see how that develops. But it mm-hmm. would be great to see. I think a coach can make a huge difference in, with, with a player like that. And, and Messi in the MLS style of play is interesting too because you'll watch Messi and he's, he's not playing a lot of defense. You know, he's not. No. And sometimes the MLS coaches – require they have their players really you know look at sporting kansas city those wing players are back defending uh running a lot messi's not going to run that much except for when he's running at the goal and and at people he's not going to be making many defensive runs that's for sure so the number eight is gonna have to take on a lot more running somehow and and has to get away from saying dude you're walking because that's kind of a messy kind of a messy thing when you're that good on the ball you're allowed to save some energy, and he yeah. and he will. I mean, you should if you haven't seen some. I mean, everyone has seen Messi's goals, but you know, do some YouTube and watch this guy torch players, even at, even at 34. Yep. Yeah, I mean, what did he have like a 2020 season or 2020 year this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, Something around 20 goals, 20 assists. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, he's not done producing at all, and it will be interesting to see. Um, how Miami does. I'm trying to think because they signed a DP Mexican player, I believe, at the 10. I'm trying to think for a second and see if I could pull this up. Yeah, uh, their stadium looks really nice. Uh, weird name, though, right? Or what is the name oh, of it? Oh, yeah, it doesn't even look like a name. Mm-hmm. It looks like just a conglomeration of letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is D R V P N K. Drive Pink Stadium. Hell yeah, that's a that's a good name. Oh, they have DeAndre Yedlin. I miss that. Mm. Yeah, oh national, yeah, Leonardo team. Campana is one of their DPs. He's a forward though, so we'll, I guess we'll see how that integrates well with each other. If they can get a connection there, but it seems like right now Miami is definitely built to score more than defend, and that might be a problem when you bring on a player like Messi. That it might be. We'll have to see. Uh, he's going to come to Children's Mercy. Do we have that on the schedule, at least one game? No. Not this year? No. We are only playing at Miami. And to any sporting people listening, um, I would advise, honestly, not to go to the game. Uh, that's during a FIFA international break. So Argentina has two games around that Inter-Miami game. I do not expect him to be playing for Miami that day. So... Good point. Keep something to keep in mind. Um, See what you get when you subscribe to the or what do you do? You yeah to the podcast. Yeah, you get in tidbits like this. Yes. So just keep your eyes on that. Um, if you want to go to Miami, go to Miami, but do not be disappointed if he doesn't play. It would be funny if Americans don't know that and they're just paying these the same prices. Well, yeah. I also saw. Um, I believe it was DC United sold like a thousand tickets today after the announcement for their game in early July, which is before he'll even be in the United States. 
So it's the Taylor Swift phenomenon where she's yeah. like coming somewhere and like someone's <laughs> ticket <laughs> oh my prices. It's going to be messy. And those people will be disappointed because he will not be there in early July. But what are you going to do? Educate yourself. Yeah. Yes. So I've also seen Forbes.com released an article today about the possibility of Ronaldo still coming back to the MLS that after a messy signing, it has been rumored that an MLS club is trying to bring Ronaldo to the MLS. That club has not been announced. One, do we think that is still Kansas City? Two, do you think that will actually happen, that he will come to the MLS? One, no. <laughs> you don't think Kansas City's in the running? They're still doing it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, two, possible. I mean... Ronaldo's kind of an ego guy, so I can see him getting jealous. I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to Ronaldo, honestly. Like, oh, no. Last time I even watched him, it was a – they did a special, like, Saudi Argent – or PSG uh, Ronaldo versus Messi, and it was a joke of a game. They just kind of – yeah, everyone knew it. But, yeah, I mean, if anyone – you know, if we had, like, a listener line in Real Radio, I'd – like give someone ten dollars if they can name another player on his team. <laughs> I mean, shit, I don't even know what what his team name is to be honest. I just know it's yeah. Call, let's just do it. Hey, you have Jackson and I cell number. <laughs> yeah. If you know, wait, we're not live though. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah, no. Yeah, call us anytime. <laughs> if you get it right, <laughs> it'll just be we'll like buy you a beer. It'll be like three do- <laughs> three days from now. We'll forget. Yeah. I'm like, what do you want? What the hell's going on? Who, who's calling me? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You, um, you win. Yeah. I think I still kind of think it is sporting Kansas City to be honest. I think we're we're you know we're a dumb organization. Why would why would they like give up on trying this like terrible goal of like ownership like saw the rumors like oh shit we are number two. They're like, okay, <laughs> we can still do this. We can still do this. They're like offering him Whataburgers or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can uh, hook you up with a Whataburger franchise. And I was like, what the fuck is that? What's a Whataburger? <laughs> You're going to love it. You're going to love, love the catch of Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, who is it? Peter Vermees who's talking to him? That would be cool. That would I would I mean, I kind of think it has to be Peter Vermees talking to Ronaldo. This seems like the kind of guy that Ronaldo would like to be honest. Very uptight, yells at people. Alpha yeah, personality. Tries to like demand respect out of people. I think that's the type of person Ronaldo would actually get along with, to be honest. I couldn't see like I mean we encountered Jake Reed at a tailgate the other day. I could not imagine that dude talking to Ronaldo in any serious manner. That's true. Yeah. That would be awkward. Yeah, this yeah. Uh but, you know, it's just a rumor. I I don't really think Ronaldo will come to MLS anytime soon. Maybe when his contract expires in Saudi Arabia. But um, I think that's, that one's just going to be a rumor for a while. Fun to talk about. Yeah. So we're going to have a Ronaldo versus Messi game in the MLS. Let's the, go to that one. Yeah, that that one tickets would be insane too. We'll see. Well, when when Ronaldo ends up in Kansas City, I guess you know we'll we'll be here. So. Mm-hmm. But um, on the on the flip side of the messy signing with the MLS that we alluded to earlier is his counter offer that he was getting from Saudi Arabia. Uh, so we want to take some time to talk about like what is going on with Saudi Arabia in the soccer world. So not only was Messi rumored to go to Saudi Arabia with the other offer, 
But we also saw Benzema did take an offer from Saudi Arabia to play in the, I don't even know what it's called, the Saudi Soccer League, SSL, I'll call it. So I believe he's rumored to be making $200 million a year, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but now we have Ronaldo and Benzema in the Saudi Soccer League, and they are very aggressively pursuing world-class talent to play in their not world-class league uh i i mean what are, what are some of your initial thoughts when you're hearing rumors like this mike uh top heavy and i don't know bad honestly just because it's just money that's coming from you know that government and it's kind of shady i yeah. feel like yeah not um, fair like it's one thing if you build up your club and you generate interests and you get fans in the seats and then you go and get some players that you've earned. But just to have, oh, I have, you know, let's just, uh, I don't like it. Yeah, so this is being operated by the uh, Public Investment Fund, the PIF, which is commonly referred to from Saudi Arabia. They have um, upwards of $600 billion at their discretion to spend however they wish that is functionally being used to, like, sports wash all of their atrocities since, like, you know, ever. We won't go there. Um you know, uh, the ongoing murder of gay people, killing of journalists, stuff like that going on in Saudi Arabia. They're taking their public investment money and just spending it on sports to make people like them. I think this has like a lot of detrimental consequences. We saw one, the like normalization of their involvement and stuff, which is like their goal. They don't really care if like Ronaldo or Benzema are happy or even good or that their soccer teams are even good. They just want you to view them through the lens of sport, which is not unique to these two players, but they also ended up getting an 80% stake in Newcastle United, I believe two years ago. That is another instance of like the Saudis using their money to just like buy influence and, and create like goodwill towards them. Uh, because I mean, if I mean, Newcastle had a great year this year, yes, they did. So it's not that they're like unsuccessful and like, managing a soccer team uh it's that they're building goodwill based on um just their gross amounts of money that they've yeah. earned but if they buy a team and the team already has good people in place which is what happened in that situation yeah they're gonna do well yeah but it's if something happens where they lose their coach and uh it's it's different when you you know buying a team and buying an individual you know player i think for the league um, yeah, but I, I do kind of get, get what you say. There's kind of some interesting things going on there. You just gotta, it's the world. So keep going and kind of watch it. And I think this is going to lead to an interesting position in soccer. Of, I guess like what, where do players view the MLS as standing in like the ranks of world soccer and where do, I mean, it's also going to be like a player question where do they value money or like more notoriety? Um, and I guess the answer for Benzema and Ronaldo was more money. But I, I guess that like leads to the question of like, where do you think MLS is in terms of like world soccer against other leagues? And like, what role do you think we as the MLS could like develop into? Or are you happy with like just the spot we're in? I say wherever we're at, we're going up we're definitely improving i mean it just getting messy that proves that we've made improvements into whatever whatever that is um 
you know, I think some of these fan experiences that we've like participated in, the, like the St. Louis game, where they're really figuring out how to, you know, put a stadium in a good location, have fun soccer-related like restaurants and bars uh, that encourage that so- sort of uh, kind of collective, you know, cheering and and drinking or whatever it is that kind of gets you, you know, pumped up for the game and walking over together. Uh, you know, I think as we see more of these stadiums that are put in central locations, people want to do fun things like that. And it's fun to support a team. It's fun to support a team that's doing well. Um, and I think the MLS is making strides and at least looking at other leagues too uh, to try to model and become, you know, well, why wouldn't your MLS team, your coach of the MLS team, want your MLS team to be, you know, a Real Madrid or to be like an amazing freaking team? Like, Look what St. Louis is doing this year. Look what some of these – that's a goal that, of course, they're striving for. Um, and it's just good to see that it seems like that it's it's happening. I mean, we got messy. Yeah. We got messy. Yeah, and I think, like, one of the common sort of comparisons for the MLS has always been, like, the championship in England. Uh, I think one that's, like, clearly separates us, I could – I mean, Messi would never go to the championship. I think that's, like – a clear statement to delineate there. Mm-hmm. But it, it also puts us on that trajectory towards one of those top five leagues against Europe where, you know, they obviously have their top teams in places, La Liga, Bundesliga, um, League One, all have their top teams. And I think this is one of those steps that we're making to close that gap between, like, if we are on those same tiers of the championship, we're now taking another step forward to close the gap but, and try to try to be one of those top leagues. I don't yeah. think we're ever going to compete with the EPL, but no, I think no, no, I don't no. think any league is anymore. I no, think that's EPL gone. is running away with it. But I think another aspect of it is too, and I've talked about this before, but the, the fan engagement, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, but we just have to educate our fans. We have to be involved with the community to, to really get them – passionate about soccer soccer isn't that hard to be passionate about but you do have to understand kind of what's happening and kind of get lost in it a little bit and then mm-hmm. just freaking cheer and and you know yeah yeah they're running it's like we're doing a marathon out there like that's what you kind of look at it at yeah. and sometimes fans are like well there's not too much happening there's not anything happening in a, an american football game it's like 15 minutes yeah. of action yeah and, and i've had nice- this i've had this argument quite a bit with american football fans that they actually have the lowest rate of like at of like what's like considered sports action in a game but they don't understand that argument because yeah. they're pretty stupid but and then they're like it's it's low scoring with football american football is low scoring because they just make yeah. everything worth seven if it, yeah if, it, if every soccer goal is worth seven shit you know <laughs> we i mean we'd see some high scoring games every now and then that's right and exactly. make it a lot easier to score more fuck it why not make everyone yeah. worth 10 you know <laughs> i like it uh what's the other oh the draw thing well that's you know sometimes it's life it's a little yeah. it's a little less it's it is what it is my favorite part of watching a game is just kind of seeing a, a like a flowing play like okay it's like either a counterattack or bang 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 and you kind of just it's like watching yeah. tennis at some points where you, you really kind of lose yourself uh and that's what we were doing during the sporting game and the girls were like, are you guys going to talk to us? We're like, yeah. Go score, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, if you're listening, ladies, we're back for another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll be back next week watching sporting. Um, 
that pretty much derailed your, yeah. your conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to get to the core point, yeah, I think there still is like a lot of education to be done with soccer in the United States. Um, and that seems like it's going to be a tough bridge to cross because, I mean, even at the youth level, football still has like a stranglehold on kids, weather, however detrimental that is, uh, very clearly a lot. But we'll, we'll, I think we'll slowly build towards that and, yeah. and start to get more youth involvement and, and stuff like that around to where people can easily watch and access soccer at the same rates mm-hmm. we're able to like access anything about football or baseball right now. Yeah, we've had conversations before. I mean, you have to engage no matter where you're at. You can say that the MLS is terrible and the fans or whatever, but that doesn't help the situation. What helps the situation yeah. is talking about it, going to games, getting together. Uh, we were talking about the Apple TV deal. I mean, bars, and I actually had a, a small meeting with some of the people at Sporting Kansas City, uh, and they have someone whose entire job is to try to get these games into restaurants. I yeah. didn't tell him that I wasn't sure if he was doing a good job, but because <laughs> I haven't found any. But yeah, uh, I think there is a list. Yeah, uh, have to... I know the Cauldron published a list too. Um, and and but to these the... are these are the Apple TV games as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And in their defense, I have been to um... that list is like I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's like four to five. Yeah, to six. yeah. It's like, not there, easily there's some accessible. work to be done. There. Yeah. And I'd, I'd also just, like, call out bars. Like, it's not hard. I've been to plenty of bars that do streaming. Like, just get Apple TV. That's all it takes. Yeah. And when it has all of the MLS, and it's even starting to include some MLB now, that, like, mm-hmm. it, it'd be good for any mm-hmm. business. But, you know, that's their choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know if there's any or have any ideas on if Apple could do anything to make it? Because, you know – if you don't have T-Mobile, that I don't know. If I would definitely pay it, but the average fan, I don't think, is too excited to shell out eighty dollars a month to. Well, it's, it's just eighty dollars a year, not a month. Okay, um, thank you for correcting me. Eighty dollars yeah. a year. Yeah, eighty dollars a month. I wouldn't yeah, pay that's that. Expensive. That's insane. Eighty dollars a year. Uh, but yeah, eighty dollars a year. And I, I mean, they 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 reduced the rate at like the halfway mark, so now I believe it's only forty dollars a year mm-hmm. for the rest of the season. Anyway, that's good. So so they're still like making strides to ensure it gets into more people's TVs but to the to the point of like can Apple do more I'm not sure what else they could do there's like a large segment of like bars and stuff that do like stream stuff and I think it's just like making that easier for bars to switch between like streaming services is going to be the thing because I mean we're already like breaking away from cable in our personal lives and now like public places are going to have to do that, do that as well. So we'll see how they handle that. But I think a lot of onus is on now mm-hmm. places where people frequent in those social places to do what the their like customers support. And there's obviously a lot of support for soccer. Yeah. And since we're talking about it, I mean, that's essentially kind of what we are doing. Uh, you know, Christian and you and myself is we're trying to get the word out there. We're trying to do organized things like, the Champions League game. I know it's not MLS, but just to get together and like watch soccer and cheer, that's a fun experience. If you've ever been to London, it, it really is fun. But if the people don't know the rules, you're yeah. not going to have a fun experience. But mm-hmm. yeah, if you want to kind of check out what, what we're talking about, Saturday, 2 p.m. Champions League, the sound is through the bar. So it's loud in there. Sometimes people don't, you know, if they don't know people, screw not knowing people, just listen to the sound, yeah. watch the game, drink a beer. 
You're not trying to socialize. I mean, you can, yep. but make it be about the game. Yep. Yep. That's great. Um, but yeah, a lot of good stuff uh, building up. Um, so, I mean, I mean, just sort of putting a bow on the messy talks and anything that uh, we sort of like stumbled upon there at the end. But got a lot of stuff working outside of this podcast. Mike, do you want to shine a light? I know you just briefly mentioned that, uh, but feel yeah. free to take some time to. Yeah, I'll take a second. Uh, just what I've been up to. So we've been doing these pickup games. Uh, I have someone Eduardo Fuentes uh him and I for a couple years now like three years four years have been organizing pickup games we talked about that on here uh just built up a community of people who like to play soccer we did organize it a little bit more we did free events forever Uh, we still do free events but since it it did become a little bit too much to handle and day-to-day with a real job we put it in a platform. We got a website. We did all sorts of other stuff to kind of make it so we, if we wanted to keep growing it, which is what we're doing, we could we could accomplish that. Um, and the real announcement is that we're actually have the things in place to start a, a league where before we've just had come show up to a game. Now we can actually do real real games with real teams. And until, you know, may, you may say, well, why are you doing this? There's other leagues to play in Kansas City. I'm 36 years old, and I played a lot of soccer, and I played in a lot of soccer leagues in Kansas City, and I do like a lot of them. Uh, but I just think that it can be done better, uh, and Eddie and I both think that we can you know, do it better with uh, other avenues that other you know, leagues haven't done. And some of my views, or one of my views, is that sometimes you just you get in the habit of kind of doing the thing, uh, and you kind of take people's money, and then you know, they play, and then it, that's kind of it. Uh, well, there's, you can do a lot more than that. And that's my goal, uh, with this kind of initial, uh, league that we're doing, it's going to be close to the plaza. It's going to be co-ed, um, seven B seven on Saturday mornings. And if you don't follow any of the, the social channels on that is pick up soccer, Kansas city. We do abbreviation P U S K C. Don't ask me why we do that, but it seems like it's easier when we're trying to tell about people about it. Um, and so we'll have some announcement in the next few days how you can register if you want to be a part of it. But the technology behind the league is just amazing. There's never been anything like it in Kansas City before. You can uh, basically register as a captain where you can recruit anybody you want to, and all the payment stuff is done online. You can divide it easily, split your payments, and uh, you can also register as a free agent where you don't pay anything. You don't pay anything uh, as a captain either until you actually decide that you have a team, until you actually accomplish getting a team. Uh, there are some deadlines there, and, and if you go to the website, uh, www.puskc.com or pickupsoccerkansascity.com, you can kind of, there's some things in place that are kind of uh, instructional and kind of tell you what, how it's going to work, uh, but it's going to be really fun, and um, I hope you can make it if, if it's something that you, you have a free time slot on Saturday morning. It should be somewhat cool. It will get warmer. The games are 9.30, 10.25 on Saturday morning starting in July, so... Uh, big project. There's a lot of work starting a soccer league, so I am super excited about it. I'm actually wearing a referee jersey right now. I'm not saying that I'm a referee, <laughs> but it seems like it could be in my future. Uh, yeah, we're having a blast. Eddie is actually in Mexico right now, so he's going to be back. Uh, I've been <laughs> kind of missing him. Uh, and then anybody else, if you want to get involved, if you're a referee, if you want to you know, be at the league just kind of being a manager, or, we're definitely uh, looking for people who want to be a part of what, what we're doing. And, uh, yeah, thanks, Jackson, for the, the time there. 
yeah no it's uh, it should be cool it should be great uh one thing that's like pretty cool is like as as a morning league for soccer so many soccer leagues there's like late at night that don't really offer like a lot of flexibility for people time-wise and to see like a morning league spring up is great because i mean i've looked at some that like they'll have games at like midnight on a monday i'm like dude who wants to do that yeah oh yeah so yeah offers a lot of variety in, the, in that sense to uh, people who have different schedules and you know your normal like nine to five are able to make a morning league easier than they would make a night league so that's good to see uh building around kansas city yeah. um and then you briefly mentioned it about, uh, and, and we said it before, but just remind people about this watch party going on this Saturday. Yep. Saturday, 2 p.m., Solis in Mission, Kansas. It's a pub. It kind of reminds you of, um, I don't know, a little quaint pub in England. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it does. Yeah. You can get away with about anything in there. A lot of alcoholics in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll be watching the Champions League final, uh, Man City versus Napoli. Uh, uh, enter. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, sorry. Okay. Na- yep, yep. Napoli won the league, but they didn't. Yep, yep. It'll be Inter. I kind of wish Milan. it was Napoli. Yeah. Can we, <laughs> Can we switch to? Let's just tell them it's Man yeah. City Napoli. Yeah, yep. It's Man City Napoli. We we're calling it here first. When that news breaks, you'll be like, "Damn, how did they know?" Uh, we have our sources on the inside at FIFA, so yeah. go, so keep your keep your eyes open for the Napoli announcement. Uh, but we will be there this Saturday watching um, an Italian team play Man City likely lose we'll see (laughs) yep it'll be fun yep so other than that um have you been playing any good soccer recently mike oh thanks for asking it's it's been kind of a role i didn't play any this week because my body is recovering but i did score a goal in 11s we won one to zero and i ran the ball maybe like 45 yards and scored one so it felt pretty good teammates and i celebrated and uh i decided i'd cut my losses and not play for a while because as you know, injuries are yeah. getting older. All of these things are part of life. So kind of watching that. But yep. fun, I, fun to score goals, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I really haven't played soccer at all since two weeks ago. My summer session picks up tonight, so I'll play that, and we'll see how that goes. Um, hopefully a lot better than last session. but. And we'll uh, catch everybody up with the Kirby when he gets – I think he's in the hospital, isn't he? So yeah, he's, yeah. He's recovering. So, so if you know if you know Christian Kirby, send him a message. He'd like to see that. So. Yep. Other than that, I think that's all we have. So until next time, we'll uh, jump back on and talk more soccer next week. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.